Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 Podcast. I'm so fired up to be here with you today, and as you guys can probably tell, I'm still in travel mode, and I don't have all the audio equipment with me. I pulled a rookie move and didn't bring everything that I needed, but that's not going to stop me from delivering the goods to you guys. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you think it's awesome, and only if you think it's awesome, please head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating and even a review. The easiest way to do that, if you're on your iPhone, on the podcast app, is to search for the Success 101 podcast. They make you search for it, even if you're subscribed to it. Don't just pull it up in the subscription tab. Search for it. Click on the cover art. And when you're there, you'll see at the top of the page and about the middle, there's a review tab. Give it a five-star review or give it whatever review you guys want to if this thing's impacting you. And that's what's going to keep us going on into the future. Just a quick word from our sponsors here. I wanted to let you guys know that my book, From Success to Significance, is still free. How long am I going to offer this thing for free? Well, I guess as long as you guys keep mass ordering it from all over the world. It's been awesome to see you guys download the ebook and order the paperback version. Just head to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book. And in the promo code at checkout, enter SUCCESS101, you'll only cover the shipping. If you're international from the United States, which many of you out there are, the ebook version is available for just a couple bucks more. And it's been awesome to see my team try to keep up with the orders that are coming in. Now, on to our amazing episode with my good friend, Jeremy Ryan Slate. Jeremy is a market mover and a market shaker. He's been featured on Influensive, Forbes, Inc.com, and many more business and social media outlets. Jeremy runs the Create Your Own Life podcast, a top iTunes podcast that all of you owe it to yourself to go out there and check out if you're wondering how to get started down the road of being an entrepreneur or just moving the needle on peak performance day to day. Jeremy at a young age is a big thinker and someone that you guys all need to learn from. He studied people that created their own life on their own terms and found out really what made them tick where their success came from, and his podcast is geared to getting the knowledge out to you guys of what you can do to break the chains of the ordinary, escape the corporate grind, and build a life of purpose. So without any further delay, it is my absolute honor to bring you my good friend, Jeremy Ryan Slade, to the Success 101 Podcast. Hey, Jeremy Slate, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. We finally got you on. How are things today, man? Hey, I'm doing just great, man. It is a awesome Friday and you're actually catching me at the beginning of my interview day. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a hustle today, man. And I'm kind of stoked to just hang out with another podcaster to start the day and kind of chill a little bit, man. For you guys listening out there, this is going to be a little bit different from the regular Success 101 podcast that you hear in the sense that I had this idea of just like, man, it's Friday. It's the end of a busy, crazy week. And I was like, hey, man, let's just have a freaking casual conversation that is not scripted. I know you're a guy that can throw a ton of actionable points our way for what the listeners of the Success 101 podcast are really looking for. And that is all things peak performance. I know you're super into working out. 
you're a big tech guy, you're a huge podcast guy, and just systems and processes have to be built into your life somewhere or you wouldn't be able to accomplish all the things that you're doing. And I just wanted to have a casual conversation. And so I think that's going to be a lot of fun for you listeners out there as well. So you're in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm about 35 minutes outside of New York City. And everybody's, the thing everybody always says is like, oh, you're so close to New York. And I think when they live here, they just don't understand what it's like getting into New York City. There's like a bridge or a tunnel or everything everywhere. It's like, it's insane, man. <laughs> yes, you probably never go. You probably never spend the time to go down there very often. Not really, because everybody's like, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. It's like, yeah, because I want to take two hours and grab a <laughs> cup of coffee with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would be that guy probably that came up there and was like, hey, dude, let's grab coffee. I'm close to where you are. It's crazy, too, because I just got back from PodFest in uh, Orlando, and I spent some time between Orlando and my in-laws of a house in Tampa. So I was kind of going back and forth for like the week. Oh, nice. And it's crazy because I know a lot of people in both places, so I kind of really intentionally put the time in to get together, to catch up with people, see how everybody's doing, because I feel like it's more doable in a situation like that where like Orlando's like an hour and a half away. I can drive up. I can see some people. So I met my social media guy, um, the guy that runs my Facebook ads and stuff. So that was kind of cool. And I'm walking on the street and uh, I hear somebody yell my name and I'm like, whoa, what was that? Brandon Adams happened to be driving by and he's like, Slate, what's up? And I really made kind of the intentional thing to really get together with people, see how they were doing. And it's funny because I think that's how the relationship with you and I has kind of developed. You know, we're always sending people crazy videos back and forth, sending each other crazy videos back and forth. Like uh, you were doing the uh, the Ty Lopez here in my garage thing. And I think <laughs> yeah. the, the more tech we become, man, the more we take the human touch out of it. And I think for me, that's been one of the biggest things I've kept in my business, which has made a difference. Yeah. And for my listeners out there who don't know you, I first caught just a picture of you. I didn't, you know, it's so funny. There's so many people out there doing great things that until you finally see a glimpse of them or you see something that they've done, you're like, oh, who's this guy? And then all of a sudden you see them everywhere. So yes, I do know Brandon Adams just through probably the same connections you do. And yes, I did see y'all's pictures. And I almost wondered if it was staged because it's like, hey, drove by and saw this guy on the street. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like the, they probably like chose to beat up or whatever. But like from your story, you're saying, no, we actually like, it was a chance encounter. Nobody knew I was there, man. I drove up. At, I left Tampa at seven in the morning and uh, ended up in Orlando at like 830. I was supposed to meet my Facebook ads guy at the Doubletree. And he was, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit cheap. I'll, I'll admit it. I didn't want to pay to park next to the hotel. So I parked like two blocks down the road and I'm walking up the street, going over the train tracks. And there goes Brandon. I'm like, who the heck is yelling my name? It was the craziest thing. That is so funny. Yeah, and he's got a ton of stuff going on right now, too, as well, it looks like, with his new TV stuff and all of that. So for my listeners out there, before we get any deeper into this, just tell us who you are. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us what your mission is right now in 2017 and what you're really trying to get after. It's funny because I feel like, especially this past weekend at PodFest, I feel like that mission has become a lot clearer for me. I got to hang out with a good friend, Jay Wong, from The Interchange Maker. Yeah. And it really helped me to kind of figure out, like, I've been pushing for the last four years, but it finally kind of helped me figure out what that purpose is. And, you know, the Create Your Own Life podcast is a podcast that interviews leaders in the field to help inspire millennials to figure out how to do it. Because I kind of look at it this way, like I have a master's degree, you know, I studied uh, literature at Oxford, but I feel like society kind of lied to us, man. Like I was told, go get that advanced degree and go get that great job. And there was nothing on the other side of it. So it kind of made me realize that I need to create a life on my own terms. I'm trying to help other people do that as well. And I've tried to kind of imbue that in each individual thing I've been doing of really how can I empower people? Because I think there's 
been kind of this weird connotation with the millennial generation that, oh, they want too much. And I think that's not really the case. They want something different because they're seeing that it's not really working the way their parents did it. So I'm really trying to be that that answer, you know, not the, you know, here in my garage, look at these books. I'm really trying to empower them. And I think it's working, man. Like, it's been really cool. A lot of the things that have happened in the last year and a half. Yeah, it's so interesting how when trends change, the people that have been doing the same thing for so long and really kind of knowing it doesn't work or really not satisfied, it's just there's almost this Heisman or this stiff arm to even being able to accept it, being open-minded. And it's like, oh, what are the, you know, millennial, what are these kids doing? What do they know about anything? And it's like, no, hopefully we're learning from different things that have been done before. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. That's the hard yeah, part. Like the generation absolutely. behind us is going to come up and go, man, I'll never want to do what those people did. And I think you probably see that a lot with each generation. But with where we are today, specifically what you just mentioned, which is wake up to have dreams of going to school one day, take on a ton of debt for most people out there, go to school, get this degree, get locked into this corporate environment for 20 something years, 30 something years, and then say, hey, you're replaced. We're going to give you a nice little package on the way out, though. But, you know, good luck at 50 something years old trying to find something new now. People are like, no, let's reset. Let's do something different. And I know the word entrepreneur used to not even be like, that was not a savvy thing. That was not something that people wanted to go toward. And now people are really it's like, realizing It's like a that. buzzword now, right? It's like become very popular and people just want to use it all the time. Yeah. And just creating, create your own life. It's like, I know your purpose is behind that just from what I've seen you doing. But there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I just want to go create my own life. But they really don't know what it takes to do that. They don't know where to get started. So your podcast, how long have you been podcasting now? Um, well, I tell people a year and a half, but it's actually more like two years because I screwed up royally the first time and I don't like to talk about how poorly the uh, first attempt at a podcast went. Um, it was called Rock Your Life. It was me talking about just rambling for 25, 30 minutes about leadership and business and things that I had no experience or no ideas on because I hadn't really dug deep into the space yet. So I really don't talk about that one. And it looks like the, uh, I like to say the graphic design look, looks like it was done by a third grader on a chalkboard with crayon. <laughs> but at the time, you probably thought it looked really good. Oh, it's it's crazy, too, because I like used to do everything so last minute. So I'd be like arguing with my wife about it. But my fans need me. And it was like my fans were like, you know, my two dogs and like, the three people that downloaded me at the time. <laughs> so it, it was atrocious, man. So I actually ended up dumping it after about two months. Month one, it did like 130 downloads. Month two, it it kind of tanked and did like 102, like it was just really bad. And then was it, it was on iTunes. Yeah, you can't find it anymore, though. Thank God. Um, I have. No, do- I'm just wondering if it was was it on iTunes or is that where you had it there, or did you have it hosted somewhere else? I had it SoundCloud, and then and then uh, the RSS feed was in iTunes. Uh, but thank gotcha. God, you cannot find it anymore. And I really hope <laughs> I you can. Hey, but the cool thing is, you're do. I mean, seriously though, I mean, you say that, and there probably is some relief on your end. Like if somebody went and found those somehow, you'd probably just die because it would expose how bad it was from what you're explaining. But I mean, the cool thing is, and I can say this for myself as well. Those things made us into wherever path we're going today. And the things that we're going down today, hopefully we'll look back in 10 years and go, man, why did I think that was so quality? Why did I think it was so good? Because if you're not doing that, you're not growing, right? And I know you know that, but those poor episodes are what shaped you into realizing what was good and where you are today. So it's actually a really cool thing. Um, I, just, I just dropped you a link in the chat too. I'm really hoping that there's still, it's still actually on Stitcher, but I'm hoping it's not listenable because it's not hosted anywhere anymore. <laughs> I see it. I see it. <laughs> I'm, I'll privately check it out. I promise I won't post it anywhere. So you got out of school. You mentioned, you know, going to school. You mentioned Oxford, those sort of things. What did you do right out of school? 
I came out of school and I was going to, you know, I had the dream I was going to be a college professor, but I ended up being a failed college professor. I didn't get into the uh, PhD program I wanted. I had way too much debt at the time. So I got out. And uh, the problem is when you have a master's in ancient history, ain't nobody going to hire that. So uh, I got out and I was like, all right, well, I'll teach school. Turns out you're actually supposed to go to school to teach school. So um, I came out and actually ended up going back into personal training. I had been a personal trainer since 17. Um, and had really worked with people because I'm a competitive powerlifter by background. And uh, I came out, did that for about a year um, while working with a house painter. And this guy was old fashioned too. Like we didn't use rollers. We didn't use anything like that. Everything was done by hand with brush. It was insane. We we'd painted these old like colonial homes. So I was working like 16 hours, 17 hours a day between these two jobs. And I would just work and sleep and work and sleep. And I really didn't have a life. And then I happened to run into a priest friend of my family in the grocery store and uh, here in New Jersey, you don't need a teaching certificate to teach in private school. So he's like, hey, we're looking for some teachers. You know, you'd be great. You have a great education background. Wait, you don't need a teaching certificate to teach private school in New Jersey? Absolutely not. You can I've, just I've like, never, you, you, never could, heard that. you could start today, Jared. Just move to New Jersey. Wow, man. <laughs> now I figured out my path. <laughs> and by the way, I, from what I do know of you, which I've known you for like a minute, right? But I cannot picture you in a classroom teaching, knowing what I know that you're doing now and fulfilling your other passions. That just seems so like other side of the coin to me of what I thought you were going to tell me that you did out of school. Well, and, and I was there too, and I still can't imagine it because it was, it was just, that was bad. <laughs> so interesting. It just, it just goes to show that there are people out there doing stuff right now that maybe didn't leave or didn't do something different that are maybe a little bit stuck that have so many other things and strengths and passions that they can go and pursue. So interesting. I never would have guessed that about you. It's crazy, too, because, like, they just kind of, like, especially in private school, there's, like, there's no training. So it's just like, all right, you're in a room. Here's 40 kids. Good luck, man. And it's like, I feel like school is so much different than when I got out. I feel like I sound like that when I was your age. It's so much different. Hey, we're than... getting old, man. I told you, I'm the old guy on this conversation, and I'm not even I'm going to be 30 in a couple months, man. So it's getting kind of crazy. But uh, it was, like, anything these kids could do to try and push you and, like, get you on YouTube or something like that. Like, they were always trying to push your buttons. So it's just, like... Every day I was on edge and I just, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I can't believe I was there. That's super dangerous now because you, I mean, you do, you see those videos on, you know, all the major media outlets where teachers are like having to confront students and, you know, they're getting videoed by kids pulling their phones out. I mean, that, that's dangerous to me to be able to egg that on and say, let me try to catch you doing something. I just cannot imagine being in the school system nowadays. That's, that's crazy. That's yeah. nuts. So you got out of school and started pursuing that, realize that's not what you wanted to do. When did the path you're on now really start to form? I mean, I, I know it's always forming, right? We're always discovering new things, but when did it really start to form to where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do the whole create your own life thing. I'm going to go out and, and really, really do that. Walk the walk and do what I'm saying I'm going to do and get to the point you're at now. And what really sparked that for you? Because in my opinion, you don't just go from teaching school and realizing, hey, this is bad I better go do something else. Most people would go and get a corporate job or something like that. What took you down the path you're on now? Uh, well, here's kind of the thing. I guess we got to backtrack just a little bit. Um, when I was 19, I was a cornerback, so I'm backpedaling with the receiver about five yards, and I step in a drain as I go to make my turn and run with the receiver, and uh, I tore my ACL, PCL, meniscus, and so I, like, shredded my knee, and when you do something like that, it's so severe, you just don't feel it, so I'm, like, on the ground, like, all right, I can't stand up, and I don't know why. So then uh, I was supposed to have... Uh, knee surgery and they were going to do the whole um tom brady without the infection surgery on my knee 
uh, where they do the whole cadaver ligament thing and everything like that. Surgery went off great, but they screwed up the anesthesia. And my left lung collapsed and my right lung overexpanded. And I was having a lot of trouble just even breathing. So they actually came in and they couldn't get my lungs to move properly. So they came in, the priest gave me last rites and all that kind of stuff. Very scary situation. And Whoa, so they were like, this guy's gone. Like, yeah, yeah. No, they're telling my parents. My here. parents were like, oh my gosh, like, what, what do we do? He's 19. So I had this whole situation happen and you think it would be a life-changing event and it just, it really wasn't. I just kind of went back to like, all right, well, I'm going to be the teacher. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to keep going. And it just, it didn't really work out like that. So then when I was 24 is when the shift really happened. My mom actually had a, uh, a massive stroke at that point in time. And wow. She, so she probably wasn't that old at that point either. No, she was 53 at that point in time. Wow. She was 53 and she just dropped, man. And uh, she lost control of the right side of her body. She lost her ability to speak. So it was a really difficult situation. And I had actually come home from the gym early that day and found her. And it had a really major effect on me. I guess because it wasn't me, it finally made me look at it like, wow, man, this thing can be over at any minute. And it really kind of made me start looking for something and start figuring out what I was going to do and start figuring out, like, what was my purpose? And it, it honestly came from my wife getting approached by a network marketing opportunity. And uh, I had no idea what it was. I watched this video and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to make a million bucks in like three days. <laughs> and let me tell you, it didn't happen like that. I don't have that million bucks to show you. But it was enough to get me to you know, get off my butt and go do something else. And though I don't recommend people do it like I did, I just jumped right in and quit my job. And I did that for about three years while selling life insurance, while writing copy and building websites. So I was doing a lot of things at the exact same time and didn't really focus on anything all that well. So, you know, I made some money, but I also created a ton of debt and it was enough to really just get me moving off my butt. And I had been a podcast listener for years and years and years. I actually got introduced to podcasting like 2008, and it's, it's funny, I mentioned that Tampa trip. I actually drove and met the college professor that introduced me to podcasting over the weekend, which was really, really cool, and get to see him and see how he's doing, and he's actually- Oh, so started, he introduced you to podcasting. Yeah, and he's actually starting his own show now, so I was like giving him some advice and hooked him up with some of the right people, but he introduced me back in college, and I listened to this really funny show that kind of made fun of news and the politics and everything called No Agenda. It's- uh, Adam Curry that used to be on like MTV for many, many years. And he's yeah, yeah. he a really funny show. So that got me into podcasting. And I kind of looked at that and I'm like, you know, man, I really do enjoy that. I love it. I guess I could do it. So that's when the whole rock your life thing started, which was. That's so funny, though, because in 2008, I mean, most people, I mean, in my world anyway, you go mention to somebody like, hey, I'm listening to a podcast. They'd be like, what was that? Like, it's so interesting how quickly podcasting has become a thing that everybody does when not so long ago. People didn't even know what it was. Well, that's, and that's so true because I, I feel like, especially in like the last three years, because if you ask like Jordan Harbinger from Art of Charm, like he's been around since like 04. Yeah. So like, so like he knows when like you didn't have the right connections for your computer and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> so it's like, it's really kind of taken a turn and it really made me think, well, this is something I can do because it's so accessible now. So I jumped into that, screwed it up royally the first time, um, that ended up getting married in September of 2015 and that's when Create Your Own Life started. I'm like, all right, man, you got to put on your big boy pants and do something because you've failed at a bunch of things to this point in time. What are you going to do? And taking that as a professional and really doing it as a professional and wanting to talk to high-level people really changed the game and really realizing that I wasn't the expert and how could I add value to people. 
And it's so interesting for somebody that knows a little bit of your story like I do. For some of my listeners, they may not, they may be hearing your name for the first time and don't have the background that I do. But to hear that, I mean, you got married in 15, which was not that long ago. I mean, I blink and still remember things I was doing in 15. It's not that long ago. Sounds like you were working some odd and end jobs, maybe speaking for you here, but maybe trying to figure out, man, what the heck am I doing? Taking on a ton of debt. And then all of a sudden, I mean, there's all these things in our life that even with you telling that story, I'm sure there's other little things that were happening that were causing compound effects, right? Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden you realize through your job, through your mom, through your injury, through getting married, the marketing opportunity, you know, all the way up to where you are now. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to go start this thing. It's just amazing to me how much potential is out there, especially in the world of tech and social media. I think Gary Vaynerchuk says it all the time. Like, if you act like you don't have any opportunities in today's time, like, shame on you. Because if nothing else, just with social media and the Internet, there are so many things going on out there where you can go and create. Just just like we're saying for you, create your own life. That's amazing just to see. And so what is your big focus now with your company, your branding, the podcast? Well, let me just say that one thing before I get into that is the difference I realized between those three years of trying to make it work versus when I started the podcast is each one of those things I did just for money. And when I started the podcast, it was kind of about, I have no idea how I'm going to make money off this, but let's offer value. And when I kind of put that first, it's when everything else kind of shifted and, and made things kind of go in the right direction. So I guess just to, just to add to that. No, yeah, same idea for me. I mean, I'd gotten so burnt out just not taking care of myself and thinking the wrong way and just being pessimistic all the time, which I look back now and, wow, what a different guy I am today. I started the podcast literally because of the regulations in my industry where I can't give financial advice over the air. I can't do those sort of things. I would just, they'd pull it in a heartbeat. You know, what I found out, just as you probably did, it's a lot of work to do for fun, but it gave me a creative outlet that I'd never had before. And I think the reason my personal, for me, I can only speak for me, but I think the reason my podcast has taken off last week uh, was a year for me. And I think the reason mine has taken off is because I did it with no demand of having to produce revenue, having to do these, you know, once you start putting constraints on things, it stifles your creativity because then it becomes just sometimes just a job and just work. So it sounds like similar things. It kind of becomes like a battle for survival, you know, and that, and that's the big difference. Yeah. And you hear it all the time too, where I had Cal Newport on just a few weeks ago of uh, deep work and, you know, so good they can't ignore you. And one of his big things that gets a lot of eyebrows raised is don't pursue your passions, which goes against everything that we've been told our entire life. And his whole idea centers around that. It's like, you know, people see things that they think they like and they think they're passionate about. And they go, I know I had a friend of mine one time that just loved microbrew beer. And that's all, you know, it's, that was his deal, right? That's all he wanted to talk about and all he wanted to do. And so he goes and tries to pursue this path of starting his own microbrewery and then realized, holy cow, like, this is not fun. And all the passion was gone from it and it became just work and a grind and he's gone on to do other things now. But I see so many people doing that. They go try to chase what they think they want at a young age when they don't even know and then realize, yeah, this is actually, it's a, it's a battle for survival. Like you said, it's not really joy anymore. Well, so. I'm happy you bring up that point too, because um, I had Cal on my show about a hundred episodes ago or so. And he's like, I feel like that is the piece of advice I quote all the time because I found it to be the single most true thing in my life. Like following your passion can sometimes be a really bad idea because you start to hate your passions. Like for me, I followed my passions early on for fitness and I love working out, man. But when it becomes a job and you have to hold people accountable, it wasn't fun anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, and as you mentioned that, personal trainers, I've that's always been like a huge question mark for me because I've known several of them over my life that have been good friends of mine. And my big question to them is always, man, how do you even stay motivated to go work out? I mean, you're here early, you know, leave the gym late. You're watching people work out all day long. And then you're like, all right, it's eight o'clock. My client canceled for the day. I guess I could get in a leg day. <laughs> it's like, no, thanks. You know, I would not be motivated at all, but you have to. I mean, you have to keep I was going with it. probably the least healthy in my life, too, when I was doing that, you know, <laughs> because, because so it, the focus had to be on, like, making everybody else do what they were supposed to. So interesting. So back to our point here before yeah, I yeah. derail this, but back to your what it is that you're trying to do now and what your main focus is now in 2017. What are you passionate about? What are you working on right now that really has the creative juices flowing? Well, everything attention wise is always trying to grow the podcast because I just I love what I'm doing there. But also we started a company in November called Get Featured. And what we're actually doing is it started out as, okay, well, we can help people get scheduled on podcasts. But we're like, a lot of people are doing that. There's quite a few people doing that. How can we, number one, add more value and also take responsibility for the space, right? Like the space of podcasting. So the big thing that we started doing is offering this service where not only did we help people get on shows, but we also coached them on how do you tell a story? How do you deliver a powerful message and help somebody? And then how do you actually have a call to action? So, you know, you don't just do the interview and it's over. Like, how can you create something like that? And it's been amazing because the more podcasters I talk to, they're like, yeah, I love the idea of having guests that are coached to actually like do a good interview because I don't know about yourself, but I've had some people on my show, you know, very sparingly, but I've had them that are kind of like, okay, man, you can stop talking about your product now. Like, how can we help my audience? Because they're here. You're the expert. How can we help them? So yeah, that's, that's right. So it's kind of like taking responsibility for the space in that way. And also in a way of like really helping those people that have a great story and that deserves to be told, but have no idea how to tell it. You know what I mean? They tell 30,000 details, but don't get to the point in, you know, the 30 or 40 minutes that they're supposed to be on the show. Oh, and that's the word. I, I haven't had anybody yet on my show, you know, knock on wood, that just kind of went on and on and, and had so much to say, but wasn't a great interview. I've had the other problem where I got people on that I was really excited about hearing their story because I just knew from the bio or from what I knew of them, there's a lot of meat there, a lot of value. And you throw a great question out that you know should set up a long, you know, a long description. And they say a couple of sentences and then they stop. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, now I see where the flow of this is going. It's going to be me talking the whole time, which is very interesting. So, well, the big thing, too, is I don't know if you it's, it's great you mentioned Jordan, too, just because he's been around so long that he's really the professional in the space. And Ryan Holiday wrote an article um, where he actually cited Jordan as the source called Please, 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 for the Love of God, Don't Start a Podcast. Great title, right? <laughs> yeah. And they kind of talked about all these people are just sending out emails with a schedule link and aren't like taking the time to find out who people are, find out what's going on. And they're not really like I read it and I was kind of reading between the lines. And I'm like, I think the problem he's talking about here is not being a professional. So I actually wrote a rebuttal for business.com. Um, sent it to Jordan. He's like, dude, you hit the nail right in the head. And, and the problem, I think it starts out first and foremost with a podcaster saying, how can I be a professional at what I'm doing? You know, if you're not making money, that's fine, but respect the medium of what you're doing. And I think that's kind of where it starts. And once you start that, you kind of start building a brand. And then it's kind of figuring out what sort of offerings can I do to help my audience? Because I think a lot of times people are like, all right, it's time to monetize. But it's like, you know, how can I bring on things that help my audience? So like if I'm going to run an advertiser, I'm only going to run an advertiser that I know my audience can benefit on. So I, you know, we make some ad revenue. I, you know, have some different things that I'm actually going to be releasing pretty soon that are actually going to be 
uh, great for the audience. So it's you know that's kind of still in the talks, and I'm not really talking about it yet. But there's some, yeah, yeah. some productized stuff I'm making for the audience, and I've really just kind of to figure out different ways to help them connect things that my guests have told them to actually put into action. Because I think a lot of times, especially, we become like consuming junkies, like not people that like want to put things into action. So that's kind of where I see myself as more the facilitator. And there's going to be some more stuff, like I said, coming in the future for the Create Your Own Life brand too. Yeah, awesome. I look forward to that. You're the connector and that's good. And I think, you know, plenty of research shows with the way that our minds work is that when you can connect people to a greater purpose and you're the guy that helped to do that, you actually receive much more satisfaction on that than if you were the guy trying to get people to connect with you. So that's going to be very fulfilling. And for those of you listening out there that are trying to create a brand, trying to create podcasts, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you can find a way to do exactly what Jeremy's talking about here to add value and not just say, like you just mentioned, hey, it's time to monetize. I've been grinding it out, trying to get this thing up. And now it's kind of, you know, it's 70% of the way there, but I think it's up enough to where I can start really making some money off this thing. Most times you're going to crash and burn. There's a very, very, very few people out there that can do it when it's not set up properly and not for the right reasons and actually use that as a leverage point and start building it. Most people end up just banging their head against the wall and having to start over. And I think the thing that you have to get through your head too is like you're not the movie star when you're a podcast host. You are you're the Yoda. You know what I mean? Like you are the person like helping it make sense for them. You know, there is no try. There's only two. <laughs> you're the person like making it work for the person. And I think a lot of times we want to think about look at my download numbers, look at I'm the star, look at I'm this, look at I'm that. And it's really about how can I facilitate and how can I help and how can I, you know, be, you know, the guide on this hero's journey. Yeah, that's huge, man. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's good for all of us to reframe because, you know, there are a lot of podcasters probably listening in out there. I know I'm connected with a few that say, and I won't name names, right? But I know that there's a few out there that are always talking about how they can get more downloads. They can bring on better guests. They can, and it's all about their show, which is fine. It's their right. You know, it's their business. It's something they've probably paid a lot of dues on. They've put a lot of time and money into it. And, you know, eventually you want it to pay off. You don't want to work for free and you don't want to just always be connecting people with zero value coming back your way. But normally if you're the connector and you're viewing it the way you're saying, that's not going to last for very long because you're going to have a lot of reward from it. Not necessarily because you're the star now. I think a podcaster is always going to kind of stay in that. As you mentioned, the Yoda, you're going to stay in that, that mindset if you're going to have a great show but there's going to be other value that comes from it that you're not going to get if you're not viewing it that way. 100%. Who are you learning from the most nowadays? I don't want to say who are you following. I think people throw that word around so much. Who are you learning from the most that has really shaped your mind, let's say over the last 12 months? Let's take it more short term. Um, Well, I've always been a big guy that's listened to like Grant Cardone. So I've always gotten a lot out of him. But I'll be 100% honest with you is I've tried to be more the professional, I guess, entrepreneur and podcaster. We've started working and get featured with Cameron Harold. So Cameron's been really big for guiding us on how to make the best business. But if I had to look at myself as a podcaster, I've kind of started leaning more on Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour because he kind of has the whole idea that people have to understand you're an interviewer, like if you're doing an interview show. And I, it really makes you look at the show very, very differently. And I've got a lot of great advice, a lot of great feedback from him. So, you know, shout out. Thanks, Michael, for uh, for all the help and all the inspiration. So that's kind of been the guy I've been leaning on recently. You know, I hear more and more about him from people that I'm connected with. And I hate to say it, just time constraints or just not taking the initiative to do it or whatever. It's certainly not out of just, it's not out of choice that I don't want to, but I've just never 
ventured over and to checked out much of his stuff, but I hear nothing but great things about his work and his content, the things he's doing. I know he's got a show with Heinz Ward out there as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hear good things from him. How's he, he's, how's he's he like the, the He's like the Larry King of like podcasting, like, like that type <laughs> of interview style that you're like, wow, he's good. He's helped me in teaching me number one, how to introduce people on your show, which has been really interesting. Like, you know, I think people too early in that intro mention somebody's name. So the, one of the things he's talking about is you mention their accolades, what they're doing. And he said, it's like a television intro. And our guest today is, you know, Jared Warren, Jared, and you're welcome into the show in that way. And it's also really knowing enough about your guests. Cause a lot of people don't, a lot of people get somebody on. They're like, all right, I've got X, Y, Z here today. I know nothing about him. I'm going to make a bunch of flubs in this interview and make myself look like a fool. So <sighs> it's really right. about being a professional, what you're doing. And I've really, in the last four or five months wanted to get my interviewing chops up to the next level. And I've, that's kind of what I've been looking at is what Michael's doing. And I know you're writing a lot, right? I mean, that's kind of something that I don't have a love for writing. And from what I can tell from your work, I think that's something you really enjoy doing. I do. But the problem I, I end up having, Jared, is I don't have enough time to do it as much as I'd like to. I was doing a yeah. lot of it, but I haven't just written as consistently recently just because business has got so you know busy as recently. So tell me this, Jeremy, I know this is going to sound a little podcast scripted ish whenever I ask this, but I, I don't want to let you go without asking this. You're about to be 30, right? And I told you that there's a lot of difference between <laughs> between 30 and 35. I don't know if you're in Brielle, if you're going to have a family in the future or anything like that, but man, things change. I mean, things, your time constra- constraints change, things change whenever you get busier. I mean, there's always going to be things pulling at your time, but even at 30 right now, what would you go back and tell even the 20-year-old Jeremy Ryan Slate? You say, hey, I'm 20 years old. Knowing what I know now at the ripe young age of 30 and the things that you've accomplished, what advice would you have? 20, 25, let's say. You know, it's funny because though there was a lot of stuff in the interim, I don't know if I would do it differently because, you know, going to grad school helped me even find out what the heck a podcast was. And I'm actually still really great friends with that professor that was my grad school advisor. So I really, honestly, Jared, don't know if I would do anything different because all those experiences made me the person I am today. So I just kind of say, you know, keep grinding, homie. That's, that's about all that's I'd say. Right. What does your uh, routine and ritual look like for a guy that hustles and grinds as much as you do and probably stays up late and gets up early and all the things that I see you throwing out on social media and all of that, you've got to have some systems in place uh, or you wouldn't be able to get even as much done as you do. What does the morning routine look like for you? Are you a morning guy? No, I get up around 6, 6.30, so it's not super early. Get up, have my breakfast, walk the dogs, feed the pig. That's right, I do have a pig. Yeah, I wish we had a lot more time because I would totally just go <laughs> off on that path wondering what in the heck is going on with these pigs that I keep seeing. I, was, I remember at Christmas time, I was seeing you like opening presents under the Christmas tree with like a pig in your lap. I'm like, this is really happening. It's a real thing. Yeah, man. And uh, then I head to the gym. My workouts I've cut down to about 25, 30 minutes because I know like what I have to do in that amount of time to get the result that I want. And I feel like I'm kind of in the best shape of my life. I come back, do a uh, 10 minute cold shower. It speeds up your metabolism, gets all the inflammation out of your muscles, all that kind of fun stuff. Write down all the goals and everything that I have to get done that day. And uh, then I just kind of start hammering, man. And the day doesn't always go the way I would like or I'd picture. So sometimes I end up getting done later in the day. Sometimes I end up getting done earlier in the day. But usually I'm kind of working until I go to bed. And I feel like, you know, now I'm just kind of hustling to, you know, so I don't have to do as much hustling later on, you know. Certainly enjoy having you on. And, you know, we'll have to do another one of these at some point because, like I said, it is so relaxing just being able to talk to you on here without having a structure and a format. 
where can we point more people towards you and your efforts and what you're doing to where they can go check you out? They can uh, check me out over at jeremyryanslate.com or the business side of things over at getfeatured.com. Awesome. And I know you are out there all over the place. I think I got derailed earlier, but what I was going to say is, and this is such goes back to such the importance of podcasting, I first saw your picture, just your image on Michael Carbone's podcast a while back, shortly after I'd had him on. He was one of my very earlier guests when I actually started doing interviews, just, you know, out of the blue contacted him, doing, didn't know a whole lot about him. But I saw your face there and it's like the red car. It's like, hey, I got a red car now. And then you see nine billion red cars out on the road. It's like once I saw you there, <laughs> I saw you everywhere. And I was like, man, it's just so interesting how that one podcast that you guys did together opened up my world to what you're doing out there and all the things that you've got going on. And so it was really cool and a good episode. You guys put out a, a really awesome episode talking about a lot of the stuff with your business and things like that and how it was changing. So Man, I wish you the best, and thanks a lot for joining us here. And uh, I know my listeners are, are probably going to be tuning in to your podcast as well, and so we certainly appreciate the time. Hey, Jared, thanks for having me on the show today, man. This was awesome. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, I enjoyed having Jeremy on the podcast today and hope you took a ton away from his message of helping people get out of the grind, break the chains of ordinary, and escape from the mundane day-to-day -day that they feel trapped in. If you would like to connect with me or my team, the best way to do that is by email, and that's info at success101podcast.com or in the world of social media, on the Success 101 Podcast Facebook page or on Instagram under the name at success101podcast. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode of the Success 101 Podcast. Until then. Until then.